Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today we'll be digging into a common problem with manifestation, how to keep separate the processes of achieving the goal and or abundance you're attempting to create, and receiving the validation you deserve. For people who manifest goods or services into the world, there are a host of reasons why they do so, and to pick just one denies the complexity of what it is to be a manifested soul manifesting into an interconnected world. However, regardless of the reasons why people manifest goods or services, the underlying process is to create the good or service in order for it to move out into the world. What has been manifested is meant to be perceived, received, and interacted with by others beyond the manifester, and to cause an energy exchange of some kind. What kind of exchange is where things can become confusing and frustrating for the manifester. The energy which moves between people when things are exchanged often has socially defined and acceptable forms. Giving a charitable donation of less than exorbitant and or newsworthy amounts, gets you a thank you, and possibly a branded tchotchke. Giving gifts gets thank yous and hugs or more, depending on the gift and the relationship. Working at a fast food place gets money and interesting customer interactions. Being part of an animal rescue gets you animals, and so on. We are taught the rules and the acceptable behaviors for these, and much more, during childhood. And then forget they're something we had to learn as they become background noise to our daily round. For those manifesting a passion, becoming an entrepreneur, performing publicly, or attempting to be a full-time writer or artist, the exchanges become much more fluid. This is in part because socially there are fewer and more negotiable rules around what the exchange should be, such as clients asking performing artists to perform in exchange for the publicity, basically for free, and in part because manifesting is a thoroughly personal process which includes emotions, self-esteem, vulnerability, and public scrutiny. Just as the art is a reflection of the artist in the moment, having come into being through the conversation they're having with themselves, the medium, and the universe. So each good or service is imbued with the essence of the manifester. In the end, there are two main things manifestors want out of having manifested a good or service. Validation and monetization. Unfortunately, it's all too common for people to get too much of one and not enough of the other, or not enough of either. This can happen because of a number of factors, but one which is often overlooked and highly influential is the manifestation process itself. Western culture trains us from a very young age to conflate money with validation. While money is the language of value, Hence, a CEO will fight for even one more stock option beyond the million they're already receiving because one more is a statement of their personal worth. 
money doesn't necessarily indicate a positive valuation. In fact, money can be used to invalidate someone, such as receiving a five-cent annual raise or having paper money thrown on the floor when our hand is out to receive it. Validation, actions which demonstrate someone values our good or service, and monetization, money which is traded for the good or service, are best understood as two circles in a Venn diagram. They intersect with each other to create an ellipse in the center, but the majority of each is separate. In the manifestation process, the way in which we manifest validation and monetization are quite different and can be described as a pull versus a push. A pull is an action which attracts. It invites relationship, thereby pulling people into community or connection. You can see this in action with sports fandoms or devotees of bands, such as Kiss's Kiss Nation. Having a semi-organized fandom validates the organization, creates community, allows for a deeper level of relationship between them and fans, while at the same time opening up new venues for possible monetization. A push, on the other hand, is a release of the good or service into the world. We have something, but then we give it to someone in exchange for something else. For a manifester, we relinquish the good or service we have in order to receive money, which, when you get down to it, is actually the potential to manifest something new of our choosing. The good or service is pushed out into the world to make its own way and to make room for the next thing. As you can see, validation and monetization intersect, and for most people, the goal of manifesting is to rest in that sweet ellipse between the two. The issues arise in execution. Problem one is stopping short. A common issue for manifestors is not realizing all the manifestation process encompasses. People tend to think it's complete once the object is finished or the skills to provide the service have been acquired. The next parts, marketing and sales, are often seen as separate and somewhat magical events which the universe, synchronicity, fate, and good intentions help us bring into being. This is a bit like in baseball when the base runner runs up to the base but doesn't actually touch it, so is tagged out when they should have been safe. Or a swimmer who thinks they've reached the end of the lane and so stop to make their turn, only to find no wall to push off of, or the other competitors moving beyond them. All that effort for a frustrating result. The process of manifesting encompasses all the steps, including marketing, connecting with the other who will buy the product or service, and what the energy exchange is expected to look like or be. This doesn't need to be set in stone at the beginning of the manifestation process. We're manifesting something into a world in motion, which is meant to connect with other manifestors in various stages of creating. In addition, the process of manifesting informs and transforms the manifestor. So while we can keep an end goal in mind as far as what the manifestation is ultimately to become and what we intend to receive in return, the exact details of how all this will occur unfold step by step and 
plans usually need to be revised often to accommodate reality, the unexpected, and the magical. Problem two is rowing the boat. To get into the sweet spot, the ellipse of the Venn diagram, you need to both push and pull. However, how you do it makes a huge amount of difference. Think of rowing a boat. If you just put the oars in the water and push them forward, then pull them back, you basically go nowhere. Rowing means putting the oars in, moving them, then bringing them out of the water, bringing them back to the start, then putting them in the water again. Push, dip, pull, lift. This part of the manifestation process works the same way. In the push, we need to be marketing our good or service. While this can be a relational process, marketing professionals know sales are most often about providing a solution. The person buying has a need, want, or problem of some kind, even if only to buy something pretty in the moment, and what the manifester has created should be situated to resolve that need, want, or problem. This means the intention current energy, marketing language, and manifestor's attitude concerning the good or service needs to reflect this level of transaction. Everything should be focused on the buyer's needs being met in a best practices way with a fair and equitable energy exchange. This allows the manifestation to go out into the world to the right person in the best way possible. The person's needs to be fully met and the energy exchange between the manifester and the person to be clean. This also allows the manifester to experience validation. Successful pushing lays the framework for repeat business, opens the way for positive feedback, good word-of-mouth marketing, and further interactions of various kinds. Pulling includes encouraging further purchases, inviting new interactions and customers through promotions, and even creating elite customer status with special deals. It includes doing things which are community and reputation building, but not necessarily revenue generating, such as giving lectures, doing art exhibits, going to trade shows, entering competitions, and so on. All of these pull in opportunities for connection with people whose problems can be solved through what you have manifested. Push, dip, pull, lift. Problem three is what's for sale. Manifesting something out of nothing is a vulnerable act. No matter what medium you're working with, in the end, what you are making is your akasha coming through and out of you. It is something which has come into being because of your conversation with the universe, and there is nothing quite so intimate as that. Manifesting something new, whether it's a sculpture or a promotion at work, is exposing a key part of ourselves to the world. This is amazing on the one hand, but can also trigger us to manifest things backwards. Instead of pushing things out into the world, solving problems for others and getting an appropriate energy exchange in return, we attempt to pull validation towards us in order to solve our problem of feeling vulnerable. 
This is in part what causes artists to get rave reviews for their work, but no sales. It brings positive comments from readers, but no publishing contracts. It brings eyes to a website, but no one registers or buys anything. While the completion of a manifestation process, the object or service going out into the world, should assuage our sense of vulnerability, give us validation, and support us in feeling not only justified in our work, but competent, this shouldn't be the goal of the manifestation. If it is, then pure validation will be the end result of the energy exchange instead of monetization. What tends to happen, then, is a downward spiral, because all the validation in the world won't buy food or pay the rent. This makes all the seemingly positive energy become ashes, and the vulnerability feels that much worse, which can cause manifestors to express energy harder, work with more force and a bit of desperation, which brings in even more validation and no money until they simply stop or decide to be good with tilting of windmills. So in manifestation, the sale should be focused primarily on the needs of the buyer rather than the manifestor. Good boundaries, clear communication, and requiring fair energy exchange for the good or service will promote the validation piece without it needing to be the main target. Then, as the money comes in, we can invite clients and encourage community to form around the manifestation, which creates the opportunity for more sales. Push, dip, pull, lift. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be discussing what the higher self actually is and how to connect with it consciously to receive wisdom, rejuvenation, and love. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to show it some love on iTunes. Your comments are also appreciated. Thanks. Bye.